Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! It's National Football League Schedule Day, baby. A little schedule sweetness. Can't get more American than that. That's why I busted out the guns. Anybody watching this on uh, Facebook Live, you're in for a treat. If you're listening to the podcast, then there you go. You have to go back and check out Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel to, to check it all out. So here we go. A little NFL schedule of sweetness and some football forecasts for you here on this National Football League schedule release day. Okay. The dust settling a little bit from this? I think it is. A little bit. And what do we know? Well, we know this, right? The NFL can be criticized for a lot of things. Showmanship isn't one of them. Showmanship is not one of them. And I think for the most part, there's some things I would have done a little bit differently, of course. That's the case for almost anything. But I can tell you this, the schedule is strong. The primetime matchups are strong. And I went through and I looked at the Jags and the Bucks from the perspective of the teams that our listening audience resonates towards and just looked at the NFL overall. First of all, the NFL and the propensity to focus on Sunday night football as the big primetime matchup zone has created a beast. It's created a monster. Sunday night football is what Monday night football used to be. When the schedule came out and went through and looked at everything, there is no doubt in my mind there has been a focus. There has been a push to reinvent Monday night football. And you look at the matchups, and I, I call it the qualm method, Q-U-A-L-M. I have no qualms. I have no worries. It's the qualm method. What does that stand for? Quarterback, unless a luscious market. Quarterbacks, unless a luscious market. Look at it. Rams have two games. Giants have two games. Raiders have two games. The Bills have two games. Buffalo's not a gigantic market, but you get Josh Allen twice. You know, the the push to get the Raiders in there a couple of times? Yeah, why not? Vegas, showmanship, the stage, they're trying to push that new stadium. And why not? It makes sense. And, you know, look at the matchups. What did I count? Like six division matchups on Monday Night Football. Big markets. Quarterbacks, unless a luscious market. Okay, we can get quarterbacks in here. But if it's not a big market, I mean, the Chiefs only have one Monday Night matchup this year. Chiefs only have one. And, you know, I I see schedule, the strength of this schedule, the strength of this schedule. All you can do at this time is look at interesting matchups. That's all you can do at this time when it comes to the schedule release. Interesting matchups on paper. I mean, think about where you were a year ago. Did anybody think in their right mind the Buffalo Bills would have two Monday night football games? Why is that? Well, kind of going to the AFC Championship game pushes that a little bit, doesn't it? Think about where we were a year ago with the Houston Texans. A year ago with the Houston Texans, they had just come off a heartbreaking loss to the Chiefs in the postseason, a game that they led by three-plus touchdowns, and now they may be the biggest pimple zit scar in the league in terms of coverage, in terms of a draw. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that there was a propensity to, okay, we're going to put in big markets, we're going to push quarterbacks for Monday Night Football. 
I thought the NFL made a concerted effort to bring Monday Night Football back into the forefront a little bit. Now, individual schedule-wise, yeah, the Bucks get five primetime games. Why not? Why shouldn't they? They return everybody. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. I love, I love the Bucks and the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I love it. I do. I love it. And then you look at other matchups on there, you know, at the Patriots, Sunday Night Football is at week four. Good gracious. Yeah, why not? Tom Brady returns to Foxborough Sunday night. Lights, camera, action. And you can see that would have been a Monday Night Football game a decade ago. But it's not. Okay. So you have what? Thursday Night Football, two Thursday Night Football games, two Sunday Night Football games, and a Monday Night Football game for the Bucks. So five of their 16 games are in that primetime window or a third, and that's probably where it should be, shouldn't it? I mean, they're interesting. As long as Tom Brady's there, it's the power of a quarterback. Again, it's the qualm method when it comes to scheduling games in prime time. Quarterback, unless a luscious market. And then the market takes over. Um, at the Eagles for the Thursday night, regular Thursday night lineup for the Bucs. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I guess. On the road, Philly. Here comes Tom Brady. I, it's a big market. It's an interesting market. They're always upset about something, so I, I get that. Uh, what do we have then also? The Giants Monday Night Football. Get back to New York. Big market. And then the Saints on Sunday Night Football, which I thought was a little bit weird. The Bucks hosting the Saints Sunday Night Football. Who knows what life is going to be like without Drew Brees. If any game surprised me, it, it, that that one a little bit. You know, they play the Bills. They host the Bills the week before. I thought a Bucks bills Sunday night football game would have been really, really interesting. Uh, but for whatever reason, not going to happen. That That's the only one that I thought was a little bit bizarre on the schedule, is that Sunday night football hosting the Saints instead of Buffalo late in the year. And then the Patriots, or then the Bucks finish at the Panthers, at the Jets, Panthers again. So it's like, all right, primetime, primetime, primetime. All right, here's three gimmies. Not necessarily gimmies, but come on. At the Panthers, at the Jets, home to the Panthers. You see what, okay, if the Bucks are in trouble at all, let's string some wins here together. If I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think those people are foolish. But if anything grabbed my attention, it was that, that three games at the end of the year, you know, five games, the Bills at home, Saints at home. At the Panthers, at the Jets, Panthers at home. So definitely, then the Falcons are a road game there. The final six weeks, once the the Bucks get to Thanksgiving, it's... Remember they won, what, five in a row down the stretch last year? Four in a row down the stretch last year, heading into the postseason? So I, I thought the Bucks' primetime lineup, again, it's interesting. I know Jags fans are upset. I know Jags fans are upset. But here's the thing. If you win, you're going to end up in primetime. That's just the way it works. Just the way it works. And the lack of primetime games for what is an interesting schedule on paper, the end of the year is a nightmare for the Jaguars. The last six weeks are a nightmare. Four of the last six games are road games for the Jags. Four of the last six games are road games for the Jags. That's tough in the NFL. By the way, Thanksgiving is next week. All right, here you go. Four of the next six are on the road. That's tough. You know, I 
and just from reading and then looking online and seeing the pushback, it's like, it's not fair. We got Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, only one primetime game, and it's against the Bengals on the road. That's awful. That's terrible. Bengals on the road, Thursday night game. That's not fair. Well, win. Win a bunch of games, and I got news for you. If you're 11-1 and one or 12-1, and one, they're going to start flexing you. Guarantee it. It's how it works. And look at Buffalo. Look what Buffalo did with Josh Allen this year. You're good. Boom, it's going to take off. Lack of primetime games. Well, they want you to prove it before they start sinking their teeth into it. And, again, I mentioned at the end of the year, but at the beginning of the year, at the Texans, who knows what they're, they're going to be. Broncos at home. Cardinals at home. At the Bengals. Titans at home. The Dolphins in London. So four of the first six games are home games. Now you pay for it at the end with four of the last six on the road. That's a nightmare at the end. But the Jaguars should be, you know, look at that, at the Texans. Vegas has them a favorite in that. The Broncos at home, they'll be favored in that. The Cards at home, I'll pick them or they're going to be favored. It's going to be close. Who knows what the Bengals have in store? The Titans at home and the Dolphins in London. The Jags, win, loss, loss. I'm not going to do that, but there's no reason six games into the year the Jaguars shouldn't be at least three and three, right? At the Texans, Broncos, Cardinals, at the Bengals, Titans, Dolphins. And then you get into the fun where you're at Seattle, the Bills at home, at the Colts, 49ers, then, you know, Falcons, at the Rams, at the Titans. The, the end of the year is a, a monster. The end of the year is a monster, but the schedule, at least on paper, and everybody says, "Okay, I see nine and six. I don't, I don't do schedule predictions right now. I just don't. You don't. I don't know what teams are going to look like. I, you can do schedule predictions once you get into a couple preseason games, and even then, it's cryptocurrency. Good luck. Good luck. It's just certain things are reliable and certain things aren't. And the Jaguars don't get prime time games yet. Why? They're not a big enough push." They're not a big enough draw yet. Well, you wait and see. Okay. Well, that's how the NFL works. It's like the first two months of the year. We're not going to do this. Now, I thought you could have done something really cool at the beginning of the year with the Jaguars and the Jets because Trevor Lawrence, New York, the fact that the Jaguars on the road against the Jets. I thought you could have made that really, really interesting. I thought that could have been a Thursday night game. Oh, my gosh. Look at the spotlight. You could have done something fun with that. Jaguars play the Jets in what, week 17? Remember, you got 19 games now, too. 19 games. Well, when you count the preseason. But you have, well, yeah, 20 games when you count the preseason, but you have 17 regular season games now. So it shifted things a little bit, right? Records are going to fall. Things are going to be different. It's weird going, I think eight and eight. Wait a second. There's an extra game in there now, isn't there? So look, the schedule release is a big deal. It's why I'm wearing my American flag tank top, baby. And my American flag bandana or headband. It's a big day. Could you imagine if college football had something like this? I was thinking about this when the NFL schedule came out. I'm like, wow, how cool would it be? If we, and look, I get eight home, eight road. I get it. The NFL, it'd be tough in college to do this. And, you know, networks announce games. You schedule games 20 years in advance. So I just could imagine how fun college football would be. Could you imagine coming up here in like a month or even a month prior to this, if everybody sat down and said, all right, here comes the college football release schedule. Alabama, Florida, week one. Like, oh my God, awesome. We knew who the opponents were going to be. We just didn't know when they were. I think that would be awesome. All right, here we go. What's the schedule this year? If you want to leave rivalry week the last week, that's fine. But I think it'd be awesome. I thought it was interesting when Florida played Tennessee, what, in December last year? I thought that was kind of cool. Late November, that was cool. Totally different. 
So I just didn't make it. No, week, week three, it's way too early. I think it'd be great for college football to do something similar to this. But now we have to schedule games out 20 years in advance. And you could have like, and this is where having an agreement with another conference would be fun. But it's not, you know, you have basically, well, college football consists of 119, 120 individual owners, individual monarchies, all following the beat of their own drum. And that's what it is. The NFL is all for one and one for all. And teams like Jacksonville or, good gracious, Cincinnati or anybody that's upset because they're not getting enough primetime matchups, then the NFL looks at you and says, you know, we make more money when we don't put you in prime time, which allows you to function. People always forget about the dollar sign. Always forget about the dollar sign. But I love it. I, I Again, I, I I just, when it comes to the schedule, I, I just gravitate towards it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay, wow. How about that matchup? Oh, okay. How about, ooh, I don't know about that. And at the end of the year, once the, you know, month of November rolls around. Games start to get flexed. This gets moved to Sunday night. This gets moved to Sunday afternoon. That, that all takes care of itself. The way I look at the NFL schedule, are you interesting? Do you captivate me the first five or six weeks of the year? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. The Jaguars were given a schedule in which the first half is relatively easy. The Jaguars were given a schedule where the last six weeks are a nightmare. A nightmare. Bad dream. Bad dream. Not a good sleep. Again, four of the last six in the road. So anyway, if I had to look at these, like the, the games on the schedules I'm looking forward to the most with the Bucks, it has to be at New England, doesn't it? Week four, Sunday night football. The most interesting game on the schedule all year. Has to be right. Bucks at New England. Oh my gosh. For the Jags, I, you know, the London game against the Dolphins, if I'm a Jags fan, I'm like, okay, that's one I can stomach. What you didn't want is some of these home games that the Jags have. You know, you don't want the Cardinals in London. Kyler Murray coming to town. You don't want that game in London. Um, 49ers, one way or another, coming down. You don't want that game in London. You don't. Uh, you, I guess when push comes to shove, you could pick any game in London. If you were a Jags fan, you'd, you'd want the Texans in London or you'd want the Falcons in London. Those are the games like, yeah, I could kind of stomach those games. And, you know, that's another thing, too. The Jags with one game in London this year. I know fans, oh, what, what, back in London. Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? Shot Khan earns three times his investment on a game over there. You make three times as much money playing a game over there than you do playing a home game. Well, that's going to change with attendance. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Packed house. Okay, here we go. He's not giving up on that London because he's trying to create a global brand here. And with Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be an even more interesting. Urban Meyer, it's going to be even a more interesting push. Remember, last year you had two London games. They both went away because of COVID. One comes back this year, and it's a Dolphins game. Okay. What you want to do, and I've said this time and time again, you want to have somebody put money into your billionaire owner's pocket that's not yours. I'll say it again. As a fan, you want somebody to put money into your billionaire owner's pocket that isn't yours. That's why advertising on the field, advertising on the helmet, advertising on the jerseys, when people get upset about that, I don't like it. Well, would you rather him get your money by raising ticket prices, your money by raising soda pop, beer, hot dog prices, or would you rather have him give it from a corporate sponsor? They're going to get the money somewhere. Might as well be them and not me. So, yeah, that London game is going to continue. And why shouldn't it? 
Now, two games. Look, if, if you're Jags fans and you pack that joint this year, the team goes, I don't know, nine and eight. You have a good year. You have four or five sellouts, and they add a second game in London next year. Then I could sit there going, okay, look, we did, look what we did this year. Trevor Lawrence, we came out in droves. Then I get it a little bit. But remember, if he plays two games in London, that's the equivalent, you know, that, that's three home extra paychecks, right? Three to one ratio, six to two ratio. That's four extra home paychecks that he wouldn't get if he didn't do that. So he could charge more money and you just make more money doing it. It's about money. It's always about money. And if you're in Jacksonville and you're a revenue sharing market where you suck money out of the NFL instead of provide it, you know, New York, Chicago, LA, um, Dallas, they push money into the market. Jacksonville costs the NFL money. They do. So until you make money, Shad Khan's going to find a way to make money. So overall, NFL schedule, loved it. Um, I'm not going to do predictions. Just forecasting isn't okay. This is interesting. This is interesting. I see interesting things. And remember, primetime football games revolve around what? Quarterback, unless a luscious market. Quarterback, okay, the Bills. Okay, Buffalo's not a luscious market, but they got the quarterback that's interesting. Green Bay, not a big market, but they got, well, who knows who the quarterback's going to be. And that's the other thing, too. If people are going down win-loss schedule, you don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to be yet. We don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. Deshaun Watson's probably worth three or four wins for the Texans this year. If Deshaun Watson plays a whole year, that makes the Jaguars at Texans game a little bit more interesting than if it's what? Blake Bortles in Green Bay. It's like I, anybody that's a Packers fan or covering the Packers, or anybody that's a Texans fan goes, win, loss, loss, win, win. You don't know who your quarterback's going to be. How on earth can you do that? When's Justin Fields going to be the quarterback for the Bears? Win, loss, loss, win. You can't do that nonsense. You can't. Schedule predictions in May are like mock drafts anytime or mock draft trades. Just absurd. Go ahead and do it. Win, loss, loss, win. But Jags fans should be happy. You got a rookie quarterback. You got a young quarterback. You got games. You can win the first six, seven weeks. You're going to be punished the last six with four games in the road. Bucks fans. It's a tough schedule at the Rams, at the Pats, at the Eagles, three of your first five games, three of your first six games at the Rams, at the Pats, at the Eagles. Oh, rough, rough first play schedule. So we'll see how that all lines up. Harp on sports, the bar, the podcast at Harp on sports, Twitter at Harp on sports, Instagram, Harp on sports, the Facebook page, Harp on sports.com Harp on sports, the YouTube chat, uh, uh, YouTube page, uh, follow, like, share, share, subscribe, like, uh, as always, thank you. We appreciate it. Remember, stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, follow with your friends.